Hey loves, this is Constance DeGroat of First Generation Healers Podcast. Exploring our mythology, myth-busting our limiting beliefs, and discovering the healer and the greatest teacher is within us. Today's interview is with Bonnie Burge discussing healing the inner child. We will be covering how Bonnie's parenting journey inspired her inner child work, what age you should start using inner child work, the inner child archetypes and how they are still alive today in your life, what benefits there are to doing inner child work, reparenting yourself and self-forgiveness, where the inner child lives within your body, where you can find Bonnie's challenge for doing inner child work. Me and Bonnie took a class together. That's how I know her. And now we're going to just dive right into this. What is inner child work? Inner child work is exploring your childhood to see what needs to be addressed and healed so that you don't have a, a wounded inner child controlling your life as an adult. How did your parenting journey inspire your inner child work journey? So what inspired my inner child healing journey was that I realized I was repeating toxic cycles that I had learned as a child, and this was coming up in my parenting This was the addictions that I had learned from my mother, and this led me to abandon my children with their father in Honduras when the addiction took over. My mother had abandoned me when I was 10, when she overdosed and passed away. I ended up repeating the cycle when I overdosed while my kids were with their father when they were six and seven. During my near-death experience from the overdose, I decided that I wanted to come back and be there for my kids. I got sober and got my kids back, and that's when I started on my inner child healing journey. I knew that I had to work on the underlying issues that cause the addictions and repeating cycles in my parenting. And this led me to healing my inner child. What was your near-death experience like? Okay, so I didn't really remember it at the time. But actually, when I was working with um, Astar and Nathan, like two years later, I actually went back to the experience that I had when I had the actual overdose. Big garden, a field of like flowers. And I was just like, I was by myself, but I was in the presence of God, higher self, source. I just felt like this very peaceful just experience where I had no anxiety. It was pretty intense and just feeling loved and just that extreme peace. And it was the best feeling ever. How has inner child work made you the mother you've always wanted to be? It allowed me to see why I was parenting in unhealthy ways and I was able to work through it. For example, before I began inner child work, I relied on external influences for approval on how I was parenting. I also had a deep fear of my kids being taken away from me, and it was hard for me to make decisions on what worked best for my family. I was always relying on what others said was the best way to parent instead of following my own guidance as to what was best for my kids. Through inner child healing, I realized that the fear that I had of my kids being taken away was caused by all the times that I would have been taken away from my mother by CPS before she passed away. This led me to have a subconscious fear that the same would happen with my own kids and that CPS would end up at my door to take them away. So I was always on edge that I was not making the right decisions and constantly relied on others to tell me what I should do when it came to parenting. Once I was able to see the connection to what had happened to me as a child, to how I was parenting at the time, I worked on releasing my codependency on outside influences and started relying solely on my internal guidance. Now I no longer rely on what others tell me is the best way to parent, and I only do what works best for me and my kids. I'm now a confident, amazing mother that can pick up on what my kids need intuitively. Sure, I still make mistakes as this is part of the human experience, but I no longer fear CPS or anyone else coming to take them away, and that has been huge for me in becoming the mother that I always wanted to be. 
What are the different inner child archetypes and signs that they are still active today? I saw this in your challenge and it was so interesting to read about. So there's five different inner child archetypes um, that I have discovered in my research. There's the abandoned inner child, the neglected, aka wounded inner child. There is the playful, aka magical inner child, the nature, aka wild inner child, and the spiritual, aka divine inner child. The abandoned inner child has a fear of abandonment or is afraid to be alone. And they may push people away because they have a fear of rejection. And they also may latch tightly onto people in codependent ways. For the neglected wounded inner child, addictions are a big sign for this archetype. They may attract dysfunctional abusive relationships, have issues of unworthiness, and can be stuck in victim consciousness. The playful magical inner child has a vivid imagination. This is the dreamer that sees a world of unlimited possibilities and believes that anything is possible. The nature wild inner child loves to be out in nature, has respect and compassion for all sentient beings, often communicate with animals and or nature such as trees and plants. The last one, which is the spiritual divine inner child, this one usually seeks guidance from higher realms. They are the mystics, empaths, and spiritual leaders, and they are often psychic and intuitive and can receive messages from the spirit world. How do I know if I will benefit from inner child work? You will know when you start seeing how your wounded inner child is acting out in inappropriate ways in your adult life. If you are struggling in any areas of your life, more than likely you will benefit from inner child work. Is inner child work shadow work? Yes, for sure. Inner child work leads you to explore the hidden parts of your psyche that were wounded as a child, which is part of shadow work, exploring the subconscious mind. And when you talk about inner child work being shadow work, obviously I would not want to do inner child work every day, right? When I was doing my lessons, I was recommending only doing a couple a week and giving yourself a break because it gets really intense. Like if you have a wound, it'll trigger that wound and then activates you. And so a lot of it'll manifest just a lot of issues in your life and it can it can be very overwhelming. So you definitely want to take it slow. You don't want to do too much at once. Like once you trigger one of the wounds, let um, I would work on that, heal that. And then once you feel comfortable to move on, then continue doing some more work. Yeah, definitely slow and easy. That does make me think of shadow work because I have days sometimes where I'm like, I'm tapping and it doesn't feel like it's doing anything. And then like maybe a day later, it could be hours later. It's like, oh, that's what I opened up. (laughs) You find out later on. So it's the same thing, right? Like maybe later on in that day. So I give myself about three days once I do any kind of activation to let it process and then move on from there. Because I've done so many activations in the past, it's almost always three days that I'll go through like a purge from the activation. And then that's when like just all this intense stuff will manifest in my life that is calling me to work on, you know, whatever that activation or trigger was. I'll have to try that doing like three days between. I've always done like two days. So I wonder that might even be better for me. Yeah. The three days is what I've noticed. And then I'll give myself a break, um, like a day or two. It just depends on how intense it was. Sometimes I'll need a week or two. Were you ever like addicted to doing it to where you're like, I want to open everything at once. Like so many of us as healers get stuck in that because we're like, I want to heal everyone, but I'm so broken or something we think. Yeah. Yeah. Where I just wanted to just do like, um, a bunch of activations at once or explore all the dark and yeah I uh, went through that last year and it was when I was doing the womb healing and I just wanted to do all of it at once and then I had that's when I learned that I just had to like kind of take it a lot slower because it was activating me so much that it was it was too much to process. I'm happy that we're covering that because so many people want it all at once 
when you have to also love yourself during the journey, like you're saying, you take time and you respect yourself. If you need a couple of weeks, then you do it. Cause even that's healing, right? Yeah. And whenever I'm doing any kind of shadow work, the main thing is lots of self-love and self-care to an extreme amount <laughs> where you think it's like you're overdoing the self-care, like see salt baths, getting out in nature, being really compassionate with yourself and just understanding that the intense emotions will come up. The main thing is self-compassion, self-care and self-love when you're doing shadow work. That, that's for me has been what has been the biggest help in dealing with the, the purges. Is the change in your mind that when someone tries to guilt you as a mom, I mean, people don't realize they're doing it, obviously. They think they're helping us. Is it like you coach yourself in your own mind that I'm a great mom or you say something else in your mind now? I'll ask myself, is, is this the right thing? And then I'll usually get an answer. Any question that I ask myself, I'll give myself three days to get the answers in some in one way or another, because it can come up all different kinds of ways. It can come up in my newsfeed, in a conversation. Anyways, I'll ask myself that question and then I'll just look for the external signs as to clues on um, what is the best answer. Main thing is just trusting myself. Is there a certain age range that you wouldn't recommend inner child work for? Like, let's say that I'm a 19 year old. Is that too young to start? I feel like after high school would be the earliest age for most to start inner child healing work. If someone's working with a professional, there may be cases where they can start younger if there's like a lot of trauma from an early age. But I would suggest not digging too deep too early because it can bring up a lot of emotions that are hard to manage at an early age. And how has inner child work impacted your family? Um, it's made me a much happier mom, which has made my kids much happier, of course. There's much more peace and calm in the family dynamic now. Another side effect is that I no longer see codependent romantic relationships that were not healthy for me and the kids. And I've learned how to become independent, which has had a huge impact on how me and the kids interact with each other. What other areas of your life have you seen blossom from this work? All areas of my life have benefited from healing my inner child. My spiritual gifts are being revealed the more I heal. I no longer manifest codependent, unhealthy relationships. I have unlocked financial abundance by working through scarcity mindset that I learned as a child. And I no longer seek external validation for the decisions that I make. So self-forgiveness is a part of inner child work. What did self-forgiveness look like for you during this work? I've seen that it's a huge part of your program online. So for me, self-forgiveness was mainly working through the shame and guilt of past poor decisions. I forgave myself for not knowing better at the time. And once I realized that I was working with with that level of consciousness, I was able to forgive myself. Was it hard to start to send yeah. love to that part of yourself, that consciousness, to realize that's that was part of you and you probably want to kind of reject it right at the same time and be like, no, it's not there. It's really hard when I made some really bad choices in the in the past that affected other people. That's probably was the hardest part for me was just accepting that I had hurt people because of the decisions I made. Accepting I did the best that I could. That's what that's where I needed to work on the most and send myself the most love. But it, it was hard to do that. Once I knew that everything I had done in the past was leading me to where I was at that moment, I was able to, to totally forgive myself. So it's like, that's part of my soul journey. So you kind of accept it for that. This is what's bringing me to where I'm supposed to go. Yes. Yes. And that was huge for me. It reminds me of um, my breakup with like my absolute worst like ex. That was my last repeating of a pattern for me was that I realized like in the situation, oh, this is the moment where I choose myself first. Like this is where I learned to do that because my parents chose my abusive ex over me. Oh, so wow. it's like I had like no other option but to start choosing myself first. So yeah. 
we find those situations and it's, it's really hard not to wallow and choose, you know, to keep repeating the pattern. We don't even realize we're choosing to repeat it again. We think like, oh, if I forget about it and just move on, but we have to go back and learn the lesson. You get comfortable with the repeating cycles because it's all you know. So you don't even realize that you have another option until you have no other option. <laughs> you like know, like how you, yeah, exactly. It's like when you, you had nobody else but yourself, that's exactly what happened to me too. After the overdose, I literally had nobody. I was pregnant and homeless and I had nobody else that was going to help me. I had to save myself. There was just nobody else that was going to do it. And I totally thought that someday somebody was going to come and rescue me. And I kept waiting for that person. Nobody was coming. I had burned all of my bridges. I had nobody left. And that's when I had to step in and say, dude, you got to get it together and do this for yourself. <laughs> yeah, what does reparenting your inner child look like? Reparenting is the act of giving yourself what you did not receive as a child from either your parents or caregivers. As an adult, you now have the opportunity to heal by consciously choosing different behaviors as an adult, regardless of the trauma you experienced in your childhood. You can choose to give yourself the love and support that you lacked as a child, now as an adult. Through reparenting, you will address the core needs that you were not met as a child and acknowledge them now so that you may heal your inner child. So what was your journey like reparenting yourself? For me, I explored what core needs were not fulfilled as a child, and then I worked on giving myself those as an adult. For example, not having a safe, peaceful home environment. I did not have that as a child. Now, as an adult, I've worked really hard to create a loving environment at my home. Another was that I, I didn't feel loved and accepted as a child. So part of my reparenting was working on self-love and self-acceptance. I really love that because I understand the feeling of not feeling safe at home. And it's so important because otherwise it just, like we talked about, just opens up in every other area of your life to not feel yeah, safe. Exactly. Yep. And feeling loved and accepted too. That was huge because I, I never felt loved or accepted by anybody. And so that was manifesting in all areas of my life. I was not feeling loved by anybody. And then learning to love myself, that was the hugest. I mean, that's pretty much what all shadow work is, right? Is learning to love yourself. But then when you can recognize that you didn't feel loved as a child, that was a huge connection for me. Because then I realized it was because I wasn't, I didn't feel love as a child. That's why I know I don't, I didn't feel love as an adult. And that stemmed, that had to start from learning how to love myself. And now I feel love from everybody, <laughs> which is awesome. Oh no, I love that. It makes you think of like when you're a kid and you're like waiting for everyone to pick you for like the different teams during right. sports. And then yeah. it's like, all I had to do was pick myself at some point. Yeah. And then everybody else picks you once you pick right. yourself. It's pretty crazy. Like now I have like a huge support system. I've got, oh man, so many people that love and respect and care for me. And I never, it's just, yeah, it's been amazing. So where does the inner child live within us? Is it the same for everyone? Generally speaking, the inner child is located in the lower chakras, specifically in the sacral and solar plexus area. However, some may find that it is located in the root, heart, or throat chakra. The location can change and is not always in the same location each time you check in. It is not in the same location for everyone as it can move from one chakra to another. Have you ever had like pain in your body and then you start to ask your inner child, what story is this? And then you go into it and you release the pain? Yeah, especially when I was doing the womb healing. That's when I was getting a lot of pain in the sacral chakra. I would go in and ask myself where it was coming from. And I would, it's, a lot of it was related to sexual abuse. That's when I was getting the pain in the sacral area. It was taking me back to, to deal with a lot of the sexual trauma from, from a child. So yes, <laughs> definitely. There's lots of different 
ways that can show up. But for me, it was a sacral chakra related to sexual trauma as a child. I'm sorry that happened. Oh, no, I'm just saying that the pain, yeah, the pain was happening. It was really intense, actually, when I was doing the womb healing because I was I was getting so much pain in the sacral and it wasn't making sense. And then once I connected the dots, I was like, oh, okay, this is what it's from. Now I'm at the point where I've accepted everything. I don't, you know, I know I had to go through everything to learn what I did. And there's no, like, pain anymore from it. It was just when I was in the thick of it, then that's when it was it was painful. I love how you ask in your challenge, what would your inner child do? I was wondering if you check in and ask this question daily to yourself. Yeah, I actually do make a habit of asking myself what would make my inner child happy most of the days. However, there are days that I forget. And these are the the really stressful days where I should probably be asking myself this question the most. Do you find too, like I see this with my own clients, like their inner child needs this question asked. Because like when you think about it, what do kids mostly want to do? They want to play. They want to rest. And we barely do any of those as an adult. I make sure to do that because I've realized how important it is to not just be going, going, going. My life was miserable when I was going, going, going. I consciously made that decision to set aside time each day and to not feel guilty about it. That's the other thing is like we feel so guilty when we take time for ourselves to like go play or to rest. One of the big lessons for me was to be okay with giving myself that time and allowing myself to take that time out for what I really wanted to do. It's like mainly like not feeling guilty about it or feeling, you know, cause we, we've been so conditioned to feel guilty and shame, shameful for the things that we want to do. And so it just deters us from doing it. Not, not anymore. <laughs> I no longer feel like that. I know what you mean though. It's like, we feel like we have to be go, go, go to be productive or have value. Yeah. And that's just not the way it is. Once you can step beyond that, perception it just opens up so many doors and learning how to be present that's that's a huge thing it definitely is you can get really lost in some old stories otherwise and not realize that you're playing them out again what was it like first going back to talk to your inner child was there any resistance you had to deal with I went back to a specific trauma that was causing me to block my gifts. And when I was a child, I was locked in a room for days at a time. When there were some women that were living with us, they thought I was possessed by a demon when I would go into trances. This caused me to hide my spiritual gifts from that time on because I was afraid of being trapped in the dark again. During meditation, I met with my inner child from that time. I reassured her that she was no longer alone. And I gave her a light to use so that she would never have to be in the dark again. It took me a few times to connect with her before I was able to fully connect. So there was a little resistance in the beginning. But once I did connect, uh, my intuitive gifts started being revealed and I was guided to a trance class, which is where we met. Uh, That's where I learned about trancing, which actually comes quite naturally to me. Yeah. So once I was able to, to connect with her, I was able to, to heal that, that part of me that was scared of revealing my gifts. And so once I was able to heal that, gifts started just coming out like crazy, like my intuitive gifts. So what gifts has your inner child given you by reparenting her? Oh, all of my intuitive and healing gifts are being remembered the more that I heal my inner child. Are there any offers you have going on right now? I'm not currently offering one-on-ones, but I will be in the future. You can find 20 lessons from the inner child healing course that I created for free in the High Vibe Sister Tribe. They will be available free for the next few months until the end of the year. Um, Then I'm going to be taking them down and offering a paid course sometime next year. We will also be doing a womb healing course in December that is free to members, which will be a collaboration with a few other sister healers. Awesome. I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. 
I'm very excited. And where can we learn more about you? Uh, you can find me in the Facebook group called High Vibe Sister Tribe, where I'm very active. Um, it is a group for women only, but I also have a Facebook business page that I'm in the process of building called High Vibe Shadows. And this is a healing page for men and women. I love the name. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I was wondering, what steps do you have for listeners to start their inner child work? So the first step is setting the intention that you're ready to begin your inner child healing journey. Uh, then you will start to be guided to information and steps to get you started. For any women that are listening, I recommend checking out the lessons from the course that I created that I talked about earlier. I will be working on the lessons from the male perspective, but I'm not quite ready to do that yet. After you set your intention and ready to start doing the work, I would suggest checking out the Wounded Inner Child quiz that I have in the course. See if inner child healing work is right for you. You start with exploring the different inner child archetypes and see which archetype resonates with you and which one may require healing. Then you can look at your childhood timeline and see, see where you may have any trauma. Focus on that time period. Then you can begin to repair yourself once you have figured out where you need the most healing. Then you can begin to look at the relationship that you had with your parents and explore any wounds that you may have that come up. The main ones that usually come up are the abandonment wound, the guilt and shame wound, the mother wound, and the father wound. In the lessons that I created, I go more into depth about those. I recommend writing a letter to your parents about any feelings that come up as you're exploring uh, your relationship with them as a child. Start looking at the relationship with your siblings growing up and any important relationships from your childhood, such as your peers or your extended family, and see if there's any trauma bonds that needs to be worked on. Uh, next is exploring your romantic relationships and relationships with your own child your own children, and explore how your inner child has affected these relationships. The last part is connecting directly with your inner child using a few different techniques, usually some kind of meditation to meet your inner child and connect with her or him. Writing a letter to and from your inner child can also be very helpful and therapeutic. The letter that you're talking about to the parents, would I actually want to give that to my parent or that's just for me? Ooh, yeah, I would. I mean, if you really want to, you could if you're ready to, to talk about with them, but it's not necessary. Probably keep it to yourself because that's going to allow you to to really dig a lot deeper than if you were worried about giving it to them and you know hurting them or offending them or it could just open up a whole bunch of issues between your relationship it can make it harder to heal if you give it to them they're going to have to do some work for themselves and so you're going <laughs> to you know what i mean it's going to kind of like open up a whole pandora's box for them for them as well as for you and it's more about focusing on yourself not on not on them after the overdose, you suffered from a brain injury. Could you tell me more about that? It's like been one of my biggest struggles is learning. Like I actually had, I had to relearn how to talk, but it is something I, I want to overcome. And I know that if I keep like not having the excuse, but if I keep telling me, I ha telling myself I have a brain injury, then I'm just going to keep having a brain injury. And so I'm trying to not let it be something that rules me anymore. It is what it is, but I just, I try not to let it stop me from doing things, you know? So that's one of the biggest things that was damaged was the executive functioning, being able to process my thoughts. I just, I have a limited capacity now to do that. Who knows who out there has a brain injury and feels like they're held yeah, back and right. stuff. And here you are like doing a podcast or like they yeah. have an overdose and they're hiding from that story. I'm sure yeah. hiding an overdose isn't good either from people. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was really hard for me to come out about that. I actually just came out because a lot of people in my life didn't even know. Back in May, I, I wrote a story and I, it was kind of like my coming out to the world after that. It's, but it feels so good though, you know, like to be able to release that and just like now I can just be out and open with everybody. Yeah, I've, you know, I had a really fucked up life and I've done some really messed up things in my past that I'm not proud of at all. It's also made me the person I am now and now I can relate to people that have had that experience and and now they can see that they can actually overcome it because like when I was in my addiction I really thought that I was never going to get through it and I didn't have anybody to, to look up to like I didn't know anybody that had conquered their addictions especially opiate addiction like that's just that's literally hell every day is hell literally and so I didn't have anybody that I knew that had overcome it and so I just thought that it was I was just so hopeless and if I, I think that if I had had like one person that I knew had overcome it I think that would have just been so helpful yeah, it feels good that I, I can inspire people now that like, wow, I can actually overcome this and get sober. And not to say that I'm perfect because I'm not at all, <laughs> you know, and I still have so much that I'm working through. I'm not. You get stuck playing in polarities. That's the problem with like judging yourself as completely bad when it's like I had a bad moment and not yeah. a bad life. Yeah. And I did the best I could at the time. That's probably the biggest thing is realizing that. So I did the best that I could from my level of consciousness at the time. And that's when I was able to forgive myself. What a powerful interview with Bonnie. Go and check her out at her page, High Vibe Shadows, and her group, High Vibe Sister Tribe.